Hi, this is Carol Miller from iHeartRadio's Q1043 in New York City. And each week on UK Radio, we bring you a taste of real local British radio with our friends Nigel Pierce and Alan Thompson. Nigel's been talking to Jim McCarty, the original drummer, for over 50 years with the Yardbirds. This is part two of that conversation. Well, that was The Sound of Illusion and Road to Freedom. There's still about another one minute, 60 seconds, 50 seconds nearly, of that track to play. And we can't do that because that will lose the anthology and the, the writings and listings of Jim. Jim, what do you feel about that track? The start is very acoustic. It did remind me very much of the start of uh, your latest album with the acoustic beginning and the lilting piano and everything else. It's a very similar feeling, isn't it? It's that, uh, yeah, that acoustic guitar, piano, you know, classical piano. Um, it's, it's that sound, and that, that's in a lot of my stuff, actually. Well, Alan's never heard that before, so I've opened Alan's head once again. I've got the old tin opener out this morning and <laughs> worked my way around now and dropped it in there, you see, because Alan said it's melodic, he's never heard it, so illusion, all around Renaissance, etc. Can you tell us a little bit about your time with that band? You know, because you made two, you made two wonderful albums and of which not a lot is heard of today. Yes, well, Illusion was really a, 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 a get-together, sort of regrouping of uh, same people that were in Renaissance, the original band. Um, it, it, it was uh, John Hawkin on, on the keyboard, Louis Sinamo on bass, Jane Ralph, uh, Keith's sister, singing, and uh, originally it was going to be Keith, um, uh, who was the singer of the Yarbas, as you know, and... Uh, but he had a nasty, well, nasty, he had a tragic accident in 1976 and uh, was electrocuted. Oh, dear. Um, so we decided to carry on carry on with the group, and um, I decided to come forward and sing lead with Jane, and we did the two, two albums uh, known as Illusion, which was very much a you know, similar sound to Renaissance, maybe a little bit simpler. Um, and we did the two albums. Of course, the um, we were on Ireland Records at mm. the time, and in the mid seventies, all the all the punk stuff came in, so <laughs> so it swamped us out, and uh, so the albums got overlooked really in the end, uh, and never never really saw you know much success. But uh, people like you still remember them, so um, I, I think people have good memories of them. I think you're correct there, but what was also got me, I remember when I first heard it, because I was working in Ealing in West London then, and I used to go down to the old record store at lunchtime, and oh, there's, a, there's a sign of the times, go down to the old record store, and I'd go and talk to the guy <laughs> there, because <laughs> we used to have a great chat, and he said, hey, have a listen to this, what do you think? And he put Illusion on um, there, and yeah, I think he played uh, the opening track, um, which I forget what it is now. I mean, but uh, he played oh, the candles are burning or something like that. Could have been, could have been. Uh, and I thought, wow, you know, that really is not knowing who you were or the links with the Yardbirds or whatever. I thought, yeah. I said, how much? He said, well, I remember him telling me three pounds twenty-five. I said, I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought it. But what struck me <laughs> was the beautiful cover. Shot in jet black with Jane Ralph there, dressed in you know in, in obviously in like trim, oh, yes, yeah, crimson light. Cover, it was that? absolutely beautiful. Um, yes, and I think that seemed to signify and sum up the album because it is a very very beautiful piece of work. 
Yes, Ireland uh, Records, they did a great job. They, they, they were a great company, actually. They did lo loads of uh, great, great albums and um, really starting in the, in the, the late 60s with uh, Jethro Tull and uh, Fairports and all those. They, mm. they did a, they've got a fabulous collection of, uh, of vinyls. Well, I think it's you know great job, and I've still very much prized my original copy. Um, so I'm very proud of that. I know it's now you can get it on a CD, and I think they've changed the cover. They put a big seagull and some waves crashing in on the shore. Obviously, it's not Island Records now. Yeah, but, that's uh, the second album. Yes, uh, I think they've combined them now. They've put the two in, yeah. into one. Yeah, it doesn't work so well for me personally because I like the two separate albums. Maybe I'm showing my yes. old age, but I think the two were different musically and I think you had different ideals, different thoughts, and that was what made the albums. But hey-ho, what was it like to listen to that track again? Well, I hadn't heard that for ages. <laughs> it took me by surprise a bit. It was very, uh, very interesting. Well, Thanks it's, for that. Well, it's interesting to hear you say that, uh, Jeb, because... Um, my thoughts, you know, wandered on to the fact that well, if you go home with a nice glass of uh, what, what you fancy, as it were, um, what sort of music would you put on the on the CD player? Uh, we have still got CD players, haven't we? Yes. Uh, what sort of music would you put on the uh, the CD player to relax to and listen to yourself? Um, well, all sorts of music. You know, uh, I still love the, the old blues, but uh, as regards relaxation, it's probably more like classical music. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw a, a, a nice movie the other night called Chesil Beach mm. and it had some uh, great classical music in it and uh, I thought, oh, I'd like to, get, like to get an album of that listen to, that's very relaxing sort of um, a mixture of, uh, you know, uh, classical standards and uh, modern classical it's, it's very good but also, all sorts of music I, I love always have really well because classical music doesn't date and having listened to um, part of that uh, that album uh, that Nigel has brought in uh, really has shown me uh, that really the, the music hasn't actually changed because I said to Nigel when did that album actually come out and he said what was it 1977 or thereabouts but that could have yes. been recorded yesterday easy yes incredible isn't it yeah uh, um, yeah I think things have changed I, I, I'm thinking about him going into the record shop and hearing, <laughs> hearing a record in the record shop which is funny isn't it well I always had an open mind you see Jim um, I, at the time if you go back to the mid 70s I wasn't a punk fan I understood what punk was as a movement and I listened to some of the uh, tracks and stuff you know I'm not talking about the Sex Pistols some of the other stuff but I always believed that music, and, and I think you, are, I'm going to play the next track and hopefully we'll come to this for a little bit. I think when you put your album out, it's your palette. It's an artist's palette. You've got an idea, you've put it onto the palette. Like an artist mixes colours, you, you mix an instrument, you mix an idea, you bring the whole lot together. And I you know, look at it like this, your work as with any artist's work, it's the finished product, it's that palette, because you draw colours, you draw influences, you draw ideas, then you go to the producer and you say, well, maybe we can put this up a little bit, turn that down a little bit and do this. Maybe you think, maybe you're, I'm wrong, but I think that's the way I look at my music um, and the way that um, I think it should be, because I still remember buying the old albums, 12 inches, and I used to think of it even then as a palette. Yes. And it's a great culture, the, the vinyl, isn't it? You know, you can open it up if it's a, you know, an open fold 
sleeve and and, and did all the artwork and the whole the whole thing was a, was a, was a trip together, wasn't it? <laughs> it was indeed. But it, are my thoughts on how you produce your music coming back to this palette and mixing? Do you think I'm right, or you know, is it another theory that you never sort of really looked at? Um, well, I, I, I have the idea, and then if I'm with the right team of people, it, it's really a combination of uh, of the right musicians and and getting the right feeling into it and getting the right sentiment um, and and getting musicians to, to all be in line with that, you know, as well. You, you, you can't sort of record an album like mine with a with a load of heavy heavy metal musicians. <laughs> 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 a really good experiment. Isn't it? Pretty good. <laughs> you know, someone that's got a feeling for the for the tunes, and that's what that's what that's yeah. what makes it. And, and the team of people around you, you know. I'm as can't, you can't do these things alone. No, I'm afraid I'm a little biased, as Alan well knows, because I, I, I believe I learned from the school of George Martin about a sound. Oh, um, yes. Um, and I believe in the total sound, and you've been able to do that, and I'm going to come to your latest album again. I want to play the track Changing Times, because I think that's very autobiographical and a very deep track, yet it still has an awful lot of what I call sensual beauty. So if I play this, and then we'll talk about it afterwards, just hang in there, Jim. <laughs> Well, Jim, I think that is absolutely beautiful. And, and Alan, I mean, Alan's got this little neonce in it. His head starts to roll and he starts to go with the music. <laughs> and I can tell you, I've got to pull him down from the ceiling, man. He, he, he was gone. But it's simply beautiful, Jim. You know, I've, I've got, you know, I hand out, don't hand out plaudits very easily, but take a congratulations. That is a brilliant song. Oh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's, it's got that sort of... Um very deep sort of Englishy feel to it, which I which I like, and uh, it, it's very much in the mould of um, Nick Drake. Do you remember Nick Drake? He's I love Nick Drake. Um, yeah. I like Northern Sky. Um, I've got his. Yeah. Um, what is it? Mine's in exception of exploding of a flower or something that he did at Cambridge <laughs> University. Uh, an insight to Nick Drake. Absolutely beautiful. Such a tragic loss. So young. Yes. Yeah, fabulous, fabulous singer. Yes, and he's again his way with words was was absolutely tremendous. Now, I Alan and I, you know, we're, we're fast running out of time. It's amazing. I should have booked two hours with you, my man. Um, it really <laughs> yeah. is good. But can we come back a little bit to go forward again? Because we've gone through Renaissance and a little bit of Renaissance and uh, Illusion. We've come forward. Now you're back in tow, back in the group with the Yardbirds on tour. Now I've got a question I've always wanted to ask somebody like yourself for the simple reason is you've progressed through music you've never left music and had a rest and a hiatus and had a comeback you've always been there but how does it feel now going back on tour playing with the Yardbirds again and yet at the same time you've got a separate self now doing this highly melodic acoustically based um, what I call <laughs> natural stuff do not the two sides sometimes fight in your head well not <clears throat> not really <clears throat> To me, it's all it's all music, and um, it, it mixes very well. Um, and and I don't I don't do the the, the touring too much. It's it's only every now and then. It's not like it's like it was in the sixties, which was every night of the week. It's just um, you know a few <clears throat> a few weeks every now and then during the year. So it, it sort of goes really well together. 
but I have difficulty being typecast because some people have a look at me playing guitar and singing and think, oh, what, what's he doing? <laughs> he's he's <laughs> a drummer, you know. <laughs> but uh, Jim, do you see yourself, you know, more nowadays as a as a singer songwriter as, as opposed? Oh, I mean, it's it's great um, what you're doing with the uh, the Yardbirds still, and the fact there's all that history uh, with all the members of the Yardbirds have been in the, in the past. But uh, I mean, as as far as uh, you know, you're concerned. Uh, is it something now? You, I mean, with the Yardbirds, would you like to take that forward again? In a, you know, in a, it's a different discipline to what you've been uh, talking about. But would you like to take the Yardbirds into uh, like a new direction? And if if you do, what would you like to do with them? Well, it's <laughs> there's a question. It's very isn't it? difficult. Yeah. It's it's very difficult with the Yardbirds. It's very uh, difficult to break out of all that you know all that repertoire. Yeah. <clears throat> it's an incredible repertoire. Very strong songs. Um, you know, going from from For Your Love all the way up to Little Games or uh, Happening Ten Years Time Ago, Days and Confused, all those songs. It's difficult to get out of that and progress that into something new. Um, Mm. What I thought about was maybe combining in in a Yardbird set doing some of my, a couple of my solo songs uh, if that's not too much of a shock to everyone. (laughs) I don't don't (laughs) think it would be. <clears throat> at least trying it out, you know. Yeah. I don't think it would, could be, would be. Now, we've got about five minutes to go before we finish off, so what I'd like to do, Jim, is play another Yardbird song. Um, it's definitely not you, but uh, I'd like to play a little bit of Evil Hearted You, and then perhaps we can talk out this programme, so just hold on for a second. <laughs> Well, there's Evil Hearted Jew, and I think there, Jim, in about two minutes from your last track to this one, sums up the complete <laughs> difference of the styles, the years, the times, the spans, and everything that goes with it. But, uh, you know, it would work. I think you That's have a... slightly different sentiment, isn't it? Yes, but I think the point is, I think now, and Alan and I we were talking about this very much off mic, yes, we're not aiming at a bunch of teenagers now who uh, you know it's not a generation gap it's a generation chasm or beyond but um, we are reaching with Teen Dreams an audience that is beginning and has begun to draw these two facets together because it doesn't matter how old you are you still were a teenager you had different music but the ideals were very much the same yeah yeah I was going to say because um, as I said, I wrote in uh, an article once, and I said, unless music uh, is invested in nowadays, where are the golden oldies for tomorrow coming from sort of thing? And it's good, actually, that you're uh, making the sort of music, producing the sort of music that you are at uh, at the moment. And uh, uh, I, I can predict that this is obviously going to go uh, very, very well for you in the uh, in the future. Have you got a, a, another album lined up in the not-too-distant future? Well, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I haven't, haven't. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm always sort of working towards it, but yeah. um, I, I, it's very early days for the next one, I must say, at the moment. I'm, I'm still sort of promoting this one. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm always open, and it's very easy for me to, to write stuff. And uh, mm. I'm very fortunate, really, to, to have all these ideas all the time. So, um well, we hope that you've enjoyed it today, Jim. The hour has gone, or 55 minutes has gone, just like that. Um, and it's always a privilege when we talk to somebody like you, and also as much in depth, because, you know, we, we do try to give our artists, whether they're modern or they're 
I don't say veteran or whether they're older. That's the way I like to do it. We do like to yeah. give our we do, we do like to give our guests um, fair play. Um, it's one of the things yeah, we do here. Yeah, I was, was going to say there's a lot of good stories in my book which came out earlier this year called Nobody Told Me. Um, so <clears throat> a lot. <clears throat> A lot, a lot of these old uh, anecdotes are are in that, and uh, <laughs> I think it, I think it's a, quite a good laugh and a, and a good lick at the time of the you know the sixties and all that that I've been through. So just to, just to promote that a bit. Where can we get a copy then? Because that's my next question. Because I'd like to get a copy of the book. Yeah, the book the book you can get either through Lulu. It's it's uh, self published through Lulu. L U L U. Dot, as in the Scottish singer Lulu.com yep. or of course on Amazon you can get it and what's it called again? Nobody Told Me Right, in that case, and all I can say, Jim, is uh, I'll leave a final few words with Alan because it is a co-opted and a cooperative operation here. Jim, can I say from my own point, thank you very, very much for the time today. I know that the listeners out there are going to appreciate this, and I can tell you, if you didn't know already, that the interviews here are going to go out to New York, so they will get spread out through New York, America, Canada, and Australia. Um, so maybe you never know, you may get a link yet for another burst of stardom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll need us. <laughs> I can give up the day job. <laughs> right, OK. Well, uh, ditto from, uh, from me as well, uh, Jim. Thank you very much you for joining us. That's all right. And all the very best for the future. Thank you once Thank again. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed it too. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was great. Thanks. Have a nice day, Jim. Thank you very much indeed. OK, and you. Cheers then. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there we go. What can you say? We haven't even got time for another track. We've got time for another bit of a track. Uh, so what we'll do, well, as I say, I thought what a very, very, very fine interview. Very intimate, Alan. Very revealing. And uh, an interview of that calibre is extremely scarce. It is. And uh, I'm very pleased that, um, well, that's sort of first time in my broadcasting career, which goes back more years than I care to lie about, I've actually spoken to a member of the Yardbirds. Well, there you go. You've done something now. <laughs> What's next on your bucket list, mate? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have to go. Um, it's uh, 55, 55 and a half minutes today. And we'll put a little bit on of uh, to, so we can talk over the end. But uh, it's been Nigel Pierce, Alan Thompson, with your Teen Dreams today at a very, very special interview with Jim McCarty. Bye-bye now. Mind how you go. And me too. Ciao for now. That was part two of an interview with Jim McCarty of the Yardbirds with your hosts, British presenters, Alan Thompson and Nigel Pierce. We'll have more authentic British radio broadcasts for you next time on UK Radio.